I will say that if you liked There Will Be Blood, but wished that it were just like a little sexier, then maybe The Power of the Dog is for you. Because <laughs> I sure. was halfway through, I was like, this is like hot. <laughs> uh, you're in trouble now. Why? 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 Welcome to the very first episode of IMDb is Obsessed. This is the show that tells you the one movie or TV series that we think you should be watching this week. Now, you might be wondering, well, why should I listen to you, Alex? Why should they listen to you? Because it's our job to watch yeah. movies and TV <laughs> and try to recommend them to you. We get to see a lot of these things a little bit earlier than their general wide release. So we can form opinions and help sift through all of the great things that are coming out each week and tell you that one that is just perfect for you. And I think we're both very excited about the one that we've chosen for you today. I did not see this one coming, but I absolutely love it. Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog. Heck yes. Available on Netflix. You can also go see it in theaters. You can go see it in theaters multiple times, as Alex did. Um, hey, one time's I've... not enough for a weird revisionist Western. <laughs> I had to see it two times. And, you know, I, I think you know this. I'm a little bit of a glutton for Benedict Cumberbatch's delightfully beady little eyes. Oh, they're so to... beady. He's <laughs> so <laughs> mean in this. <laughs> yeah, he uses to quite quite a wonderful effect in this film. It's it's uh, it's a creepy performance and one that um, we haven't seen from him in a second. And I, I'm glad that he he went there for this. Yeah. So we are going to talk about the film, the stars, why we think you will love it, why we think it is a major Oscar contender. As far as I'm concerned, it's pretty much top of my list for most of the categories right now. And, and the we're experts gonna... would agree. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to give you a little mini deep dive into the film director, Jane Campion's career, and why you need to go watch all of her freaky deaky uh, Jane Campion movies, because mm. she is, uh, she's she's my favorite now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm right there with you. After doing a deep dive on her early films, I am a Campion champion. Oh, boy. Through and through. You're going to ride that one <laughs> through to the end of the episode, <laughs> aren't you? Maybe. We'll see. Uh, we also promise that we will not spoil anything for yes. you in this, which is, I will tell you, it is tricky because this movie takes a takes a third act turn where I was kind of side-eyeing the screen going, this is where we're going. <laughs> but we will not tell you what happens. And I also would recommend that you do not read too many reviews because I think that they are spoiling quite a bit for you up front. Absolutely. Yeah, this is this is one to go in. Um, yeah. Not entirely cold because we're going to warm you up a little bit to Jane Campion and her career and kind of why we think this movie's great. But yeah, without telling you any of the yes. uh, twisted plot details that come out of this this really wonderful film. Um, so before we do get to the power of the dog, since it's not exactly a, a light film, uh, very quickly, Alex, what is the most fun thing that you've seen this week? All right. Well, my definition of fun this week is going to be a little uh, broad, uh, and I'm going to talk about The Sons of Sam on Netflix. Um, this one, it's a true crime docuseries. I know you love true crime as well, Lizzie. Yes. Um, and this one is about the uh, serial killer known as Son of Sam, David Berkowitz. Uh, and it goes into this deep dive of whether or not he possibly had accomplices or if he was even guilty of the crimes at all. Um, but it really gets into, uh, over the four episodes, about the nature of conspiracy theories and how this one investigator just really went so deep trying to 
to come to conclusions about these weird and wild connections that he was finding in the case um, and trying to, you know, see if David Berkowitz was really behind these murders that happened in New York City in 1976 and 1977. Um, and some of those connections go all the way back to Charles Manson and the Satanic Panic. It's really, really fascinating just, like, look at conspiracy theories. And it also has Paul Giamatti doing yes. the voice. Yes. He's doing the voice of the investigator who ties all these things together and, and wrote the book on it and really tried to get police to believe his story. His name's Maury Terry. I couldn't uh, figure out who was voicing this. I watched this when it came out probably a couple months ago um because this is also my definition of fun yes and i the whole time i was like who is that that's it i mean i could have just used imdb which i did eventually but yes it's paul giamatti telling you about serial killers which is not something i thought i needed but i did um yeah it is good no he and plays a convincing. great yeah he plays a great uh harried investigator yeah so check out the sons of sam a descent into darkness it's four parts a great Sunday afternoon watch if you want to go and into the world of the macabre. On Netflix. Correct. So my pick is a uh, definitely a different direction. There are no serial killers in this yet, mm. uh, as far as I know. Uh, I have to give a big shout out to Harlem on Prime Video. I was oh, lucky right. enough to be able to screen this um, a bit ahead of time. And man, I blew through all of these episodes so fast. Um, I really loved it. So it's created by Tracy Oliver, who was one of the writers of Girls Trip. It's co-written by um, Britt Matt as well. It stars Megan Good, Grace Byers, Shaniqua Shande, and Jerry Johnson. Um, listen, it's a formula we have seen before. It's four friends in their early 30s in New York City, you know, living their best lives, trying to trying to make their way. Sound familiar? Well, you've told me about the city and the friends. Is there uh, another word involved? Maybe sex in this city? Yeah. Because well, that's what I'm thinking the formula is, right? <laughs> there is sex in this, and it's very funny, um, but it is very different from Sex in the City, not just right. because it is an extremely diverse cast and a very diverse picture of New York City, which I really appreciated, um, but I will say they really are not afraid of tackling some gray area subject matter in this, and they handle it very deftly, and it's just very, very funny. So I highly recommend Harlem. Uh, I say all of this with a lot of love for Sex and the City. I will be watching in just like that, but I think that you should maybe watch Harlem first because it was great. All right, so moving on to our pick for this week, what we think you absolutely have to watch. It is The Power of the Dog on Netflix. It's written and directed by Jane Campion, based on the novel of the same name by Thomas Savage. Yes, it stars Benedict Cumberbatch, as we've talked, as Phil Burbank, Kirsten Dunst as Rose, Jesse Plemons as George Burbank, Phil's brother, and Cody Smith-McPhee as Peter. Oh my God, uh, we love son. Cody Smith-McPhee. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a good reason that I'm seeing a lot of experts put him at the top of the yes. running for Best Supporting Actor this year. And also Kirsten Dunst uh, for yes. Best Supporting Actress. Uh, I, I think both of them have a great chance, and I love them both so much in this role and, and in everything else. Yeah, I do too. It's such a good cast across the board. I mean, Jesse Plemons as well. I've been a, a huge Landry fan since back in the day. And yes. I just, I love seeing him, you know, grow up and be in so many weird and <laughs> crazy roles that he is he has taken on over the years. But this one, this is this is a more reserved, a quiet role for him, but still so powerful. So, so much going on under the surface as 
in this role and really in everybody that's in this film it's it's one yeah. where you're, you're putting on one face and then everything else is kind of going on behind your eyes yes that is absolutely true it is set in montana around 1925 uh phil burbank as we said benedict cumberbatch is a gruff but charismatic rancher who finds himself at odds with his brother's new wife rose which is kirsten dunst and then he develops an unexpected friendship, we'll say, I guess, uh, yeah, with her son, Peter. Sure. Something. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a fun, cheery Western, right? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So first, right up front, I want to say that when I was seeing ads for this saying like, oh, Jane Campion's take on a Western, I was like, I don't really, I don't love Westerns. I don't really care. I mean, I love Jane Campion, but I'm that's just not something I'm not sure I want to watch. I think that calling it a Western is quite misleading. It is more akin to a psychological thriller. I've seen some reviews referring to it as a very dark chamber piece. I think that is more accurate as well. It definitely keeps you on the edge of your seat. You're not going to be comfortable watching this movie. <laughs> no. um, I will say that if you liked There Will Be Blood, but wished that it were just like a little sexier, then maybe The Power of the Dog is for you. Because <laughs> I sure. was halfway through, I was like, this is like hot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's in the it's in that style of a deconstructionist Western where it is, you know, mm. taking some of the tropes of Western Western genre, but really taking it its own direction and trying to change it as much as possible. McCabe and Mrs. Miller, the Robert Altman movie came to mind for me as well, where it's like in that world of the Western, but really it is digging into the character and the psyche yeah. of them and yeah, into their relationships. It could take place in a lot of different places, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of different locales, time periods and everything, but that it is in the old West that feeds into this world and the loneliness of it which is done so perfectly there's kind of you know just yeah. vast expanses and very and isolating this. exactly yeah this has some really incredible performances i think some of the best that you're gonna see this year obviously benedict cumberbatch crushes it he always does for me it was nice to see him in something that's a bit darker and weirder than we've gotten in recent cumberbatch performances it it harkens back to like his early ones like atonement um, oh which so good in atonement he's I amazing love, yeah I love when he plays that more devious character and you totally yeah. nail it. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets that here as well. And so that's a nice, that's a nice uh, Cumberbatch departure from not that we don't like Doctor Strange. It's no. great. But, but I like he, seeing him be creepy in his weird chaps. And he has an interesting way that he speaks when he's doing his American accent. There's mm -hmm. something sinister to it. And that's why <laughs> yeah. I think it works really well for Phil Burbank because there's just something so pronounced and just eerie about everything that he's saying and I think it just it it helps inform this character so much and he's just fantastic at that we're just really unsettling you no matter what he says to you yes and the other two we've already mentioned obviously Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons it's a delight to watch them both there are some mm. funny sequences in this where they're like very awkward together and it's it's cute because you know that obviously they're together oh um, trying to get him to dance yeah in, in the field oh, that, that's such a beautiful very scene sweet i think the one that we both came oh, like came away the most blown away by though was cody smith mcphee mm -hmm. the character that he plays i feel like this was so easy to mess up or to overdo and he does not at all it is so gracefully done uh, again, he's very creepy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he <laughs> takes some unexpected turns that yes. you're not going to see coming and just really going deep and dark into this role. I love him. I, I've loved him since The Road. I, I really, really hope that he gets the accolades that people are predicting he will. I think he will. There's no way. This is such a standout performance. Yeah. Um, it's such an amazing movie overall. 
it's also gorgeous to look at. The cinematography is beautiful. It's done by Ari Wegner, who also did Zola, which oh, I loved. Oh, wow, yeah. And it looks like this was her first time working with Jane Campion, so that's pretty cool. I hope they work together again. Um, it's shot in New Zealand to look like Montana. I, I can't tell you that it looks like Montana. I can tell you that I, I don't care, and I've never been to Montana. It's beautiful. <laughs> the movie's beautiful. It doesn't look like Montana, but I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, it's it's she really captures the atmosphere of the frontier of these old West, and it's these haunting winds that are always blowing through every crack of these old manors that they're they're living in that are just you know one structure on a plane with nothing else around it. But yeah, it's just crazy. Beautiful rolling hills of Montana, aka New Zealand. But it does it does help to tell that story of isolation and mm -hmm. you know kind of finding those unlikely bonds, like we were talking about with with Phil Burbank and and Cody Smith McPhee's character Peter. Because there's no one else out there. There's no one. Like, you, you kind of cling to the person that you may have some sort of kinship with. And that's how George Burbank and Rose find each other at the end of a cattle drive. They kind of just run into each other and start this unlikely romance, uh, just kind of based out of loneliness. And then, you know, it develops from there and kind of <laughs> unwinds all of their lives from from this partnership. But uh, it's just, it's so beautiful and such a, such a fascinating film and something that I just was not expecting. Yeah. There's a line that... That Jesse Plemons says to Kirsten Dunst, uh, where he just says it's so nice to not be alone anymore. And it's it's a very moving moment. And she actually said that it made her cry off camera when he said that because it's just he's so sweet and I love him. They're my favorite star couple, the two of them. On They're film the and then also, yeah, behind the scenes. Because I love they found each other on Fargo this year. Yes. Because, again, another where they're playing a truly weird couple who <laughs> have have a lot going on under the surface as well. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So speaking of Jane Campion, we did promise that we would give you a bit of a deep dive into, I think, one of both of our favorite directors. Um, she and is now. I, yeah. I After seeing this and then doing this deep dive back into her early works, I am sorry that I have not been champion, champion, you know, team champion, <laughs> champion since the beginning. This She's fantastic. And she's, I, as you brought up, pretty weird. <laughs> She's pretty weird. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I shouldn't have been surprised that there's some hot and sexy moments in Power of the Dog. And by the way, I don't mean sex. There is no sex in the Power of the Dog, but there, there's, you know, there's some steam. Going back to the piano, which I had not seen for years, that's probably the movie that you're most familiar with um, from Jane Camp Campion's work. Came out in 1993. She became the second woman ever to be nominated for Best Director for The Piano. And she did actually win Best Original Screenplay for it that year. Um, if you've never seen The Piano, go watch it. It is... It's on Netflix. A, it's on Netflix. Yes. Um, <laughs> so you have no excuse. You can watch both of them. You can actually watch a lot of her work on, on Netflix, which is nice. It's got Holly Hunter, Sam Neill, um, Harvey Keitel is also in it. And then Anna Paquin in her first movie ever, for which she, of course, did win the Oscar. 
um, Holly Hunter did as well. After you watch it, I do recommend you go back and listen to the episode of Movies That Changed My Life with Morena Baccarin. Um, she chose this movie, and it's a really great conversation. I, I believe she highlights one of my favorite moments in it, which is where Holly Hunter is getting off of the boat um, in the giant hoop skirt in the ocean. And the way that it's shot, it's it's one of the most incredible sequences I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm doing this deep dive now on Jane Campion and realizing what a just amazing filmmaker that she is. I saw The Piano, I think, in high school when I was watching Oscar winners and trying to just educate myself. And I I don't think it really like hit me as strongly. But now that I'm kind of going through and seeing all these themes that she works in, I'm really, really blown away. And I watched her first film feature, Sweetie. It's an absolute gem. It's on HBO Max. It's a very, very dark comedy from 1989. It's about a young married couple um, whose relationship is beginning to fall apart. And then uh, Sweetie, the wife's train wreck of a sister, surprise moves into their home with her uh, space cadet of a boyfriend who is promising to make Sweetie famous as well. And it's just this really, really cracked look at a family that's trying to get up on their feet, trying to, you know, get their lives together. And the character of Sweetie is so amazing. It's by an actress named Genevieve Lemon, who is in a number of Jane Campion's films, including The Power of the Dog. She plays Miss Lewis. Uh, It's kind of a small role, but she's the woman who takes care of the Burbank home home. Me being a completionist and lover of movie marathons, I watched her follow up the 1990 biopic An Angel at My Table. It's about a writer who was institutionalized at a young age after being wrongly diagnosed with schizophrenia. It's this epic story of perseverance um, to create and to you know become a writer despite these odds that were placed in front of her. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's another beautiful woman's story only like Jane Campion can tell. Yeah, truly. Uh, she's done some other great biopics as well. Her last feature, um, I think 12 years ago, was Bright Star, which is about uh, John Keats, the final years of his life and the romance oh. he had with Fanny Braun. And it's got Ben Wishaw as John Keats. It's very beautiful. I would say it's like pretty normcore for Jane Campion, which was oh, interesting okay. to watch, um, but still very, very gorgeous. And then the only other one that I will shout out um, in her canon is uh, her version of Portrait of a Lady, starring Nicole Kidman with John Malkovich. Um There's a lot of people in that Martin Donovan. Oh, I love him. It has like the most 90s opening sequence of any movie ever. Go watch it and you will understand um, what I mean. But it's it's really an excellent adaptation of that Henry James novel. And I I highly recommend it. Yeah. And I I just I'm so interested in her now because I'm starting to draw these parallels between her different films. And I'm seeing kind of the things that she loves uh, loves to dig into and, and reveal and tell her version of. I mean, these remote location shoots. Uh, Power of the Dog is full of them. The piano yes. is nothing but, and like kind mm-hmm. of the the difficulty of getting to these you know far out places, um, and really focusing on the grandeur of nature. Um, she loves weird children and outcasts, yes. especially <laughs> yeah. The, as we've talked about, Cody Smith McPhee, who's not really a child anymore. He's more of you know a young adult, but he uh, still a, an outcast for sure. Sibling rivalry is a big mm-hmm. theme that she loves to dig into, and dysfunctional families. Sweetie is is about sisters fighting, mm-hmm. and Power of the Dog is about brothers, brothers fighting right? essentially. Yeah, um, and she really she has no squeamishness about revealing this kind of unclean underbelly of what you know could be seemingly traditional period pieces or you know these heavy costume dramas she does something that you don't get that often with with these quote-unquote period pieces which is that she really takes pains to show 
what everyday life might have looked like um, and how uncomfortable it might have been. Like, you know, your boots getting stuck in the mud. You, like what I mentioned earlier, Holly Hunter trying to get off the boat in a hoop skirt. Like it's it's yeah. stuff that you don't see. Trying in to these... take a piano up a muddy hill is yeah. just, yeah, is kind of the, like the... The, the main conflict that's spins out everything in the piano right it's it's stuff that you don't necessarily see in sort of these sweeping epics that we get from other period pieces but that you really need and i love that about jane campion so this movie is currently top 100 on imdb movie meter as are all of the stars they're also top 100 on imdb star meter um we suspect that's just going to keep going up and well deserved i think you know people are going to do what we did after watching this which is they're going to want to start diving into people's careers and and what they've done previously and Obviously, that's what IMDb is for. So the movie came out today on Netflix, and we want to know what you think of it. So go over to its IMDb page and give it a rating. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've both given it a rating ourselves. Uh, Where do you sit at it, Lizzie? I'm going to give it a 9. I give Mm. this one a 9 out of 10, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the same camp as well. It's it's definitely befitting a 9, especially after seeing it a second time. First time. Maybe a seven or an eight. But I can't after believe you saw it twice. <laughs> and we also would like to know what your favorite period piece is, since that's something that we really enjoyed about this film and about a lot of her films. Go ahead and tweet at IMDb with the hashtag IMDb is obsessed and let us know what your favorite period piece is. You can also email us at obsessedpodcast at imdb.com. We think that this is a major Oscar contender, as we previously mentioned. It's definitely it's I think it is my favorite movie of the year so far. It's it's in my top five for sure. I, I okay. need to I need to see a few more to you know make the, make the determination for sure. So we asked you guys on Twitter what your picks for best picture of the year so far are, and we got some very interesting results. So the most mentioned movie that we saw is Jabhim. It has about one hundred and fifty thousand ratings on IMDb with a nine point five wow. out of ten. Yes. So this is definitely one that I would like to check out and learn a bit more about. Yeah, it's on Prime. Let's watch it with that kind of consideration. Yeah, this sounds this sounds incredible. For sure. A lot of passionate fans. Other big mentions were The Green Knight. Awesome. Um, the Power of the Dog got a bunch as well. Tick, Tick, Boom. I agree. I thought that was that was fantastic. Lots of Dune heads out there to be oh, expected. Yeah. A one um, right here as well. Best yes. half a movie I have ever seen. <laughs> And then Belfast. I have not seen Belfast yet. I'm very excited for it. Uh, We did get the chance to do a really great episode of Ask Each Other Anything with Katrina and Jamie from this movie. So definitely check that out on IMDb if you guys want to hear more about the movie. Alex, I put this one in for you. (laughs) At at Fairwinds10 says, Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, come on. Was there any other movie released this year even close? I don't know, Alex. Was there? (laughs) No, I don't think so. No, when this came out, this was the first like blockbuster that we had after a very long dry spell. And yeah, I was I was very pumped for Godzilla versus Kong. It was finally seeing something of that magnitude again. And yeah, it'll be up there. I mean, Godzilla fights Kong. What else do you want? At Lambot said, Zola, while it probably won't get nominated for Best Picture, I think the direction from Janixa Bravo is worthy of a nom. I agree. I loved this. I don't understand why it didn't get more uh, accolades. I was really impressed by this movie. Yeah, I I think it'll be in consideration for the Indie Spirit Awards, which is where it definitely deserves. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And yeah, I want to see more from Janixa Bravo. I like her a lot. I do too. Just the pacing of it was really incredible. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Alex, I threw in one more treat for you. At Andy UD just says malignant, period. <laughs> that movie deserves 
everyone's eyeballs as soon as possible. Alex would not leave me alone for like (laughs) four weeks. He was like, have you watched Malignant yet? Have you watched it? Are you going to watch it? Have you watched it? And you watched it and? I loved it. I loved it. Exactly. It's great. You can't can't tell anybody anything anything about it until you see it because it will just... It will blow your mind. And since we're talking about the best of 2021, it's a great time to check out our IMDb section all about the best of 2021. It's imdb.com slash best of. You'll see uh, the top 10 breakout stars of the year, some of our favorite films, mm-hmm. a number of our top lists of the year. And there's also a great IMDb star meter award video with Ben Barnes of Shadow and Bone that we think you'll really enjoy. So head over to imdb.com slash best of and then just keep checking it because we're going to keep adding um, best of lists throughout the month. And it's very fun. It's a nice way to wrap up 2021. So definitely check it out. Well, Alex, uh, this was our first official episode. Uh, Did we did we Jane Campion it? Oh, I think we did. I mean, we set out to champion champion, and I would say we've champion champion. So yeah, I think we did it. But really, check out her old films. Check out Sweetie. Check out An Angel at My Table. Check out The Piano. And yeah, of course, watch The Power of the Dog. And I think you'll be as obsessed with champion as we are. For sure. And Cody Smith-McPhee, who just will haunt your dreams. Also, uh, (laughs) please give us a rating and a review on whatever service you're listening to this on. We want your feedback. Um, I would like it to be five stars but it doesn't have to be it could be a one-star review and i will consider taking constructive criticism for one time in my life i can't promise that i'll receive it but i'll try (laughs) no we want five stars don't give me one five stars thank you all so much for listening we'll be back next week with more imdb is obsessed yeah You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.